Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name Podcast. Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily and I'm in the recovery studio with Greg and Zara from Recovery Effects. Thanks so much Hi. for having me. Thanks Hello. for coming. Yeah. It's a really beautiful studio. Um, you can't say that for every studio I've ever been in, but this is really nice. It's obvious y'all put a lot of work into it. Yeah, I mean we built it like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah, so we rented this property for 10 years and our landlord used this as a wood shop. So there used to be a garage door here and a bunch of leaky skylights and old vinyl windows and he died and we bought the house and the first thing we did was come in here and gut it <laughs> and we turned it into a studio and it's still a work in progress like the wood panels we put up a couple years ago so yeah we're working on some stuff in the live room right now but have to kind of balance it between making pedals and tearing up the house you know trying to make that better too yeah i mean you all are designing new things releasing new things and just it seems like you're selling them faster than you can build them congratulations <laughs> yes true. hopefully we can keep keep doing that yeah. hopefully i thought when i came on board for building like we'd be caught up but turns out we need to sell more now because <laughs> this is my job yeah that makes a lot of sense so, <laughs> so um yeah but we've been it's it's been working really well especially uh you know i i was uh kind of scared during the pandemic um just for I me mean, because of a lot of things but it, it's turned out really well um I really liked the pandemic. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> you know, especially that part where nobody went everywhere, anywhere at all. Like you just stayed home. That, that was, was my great. favorite part. I liked that part a lot. I'm like, I like my house. I like, it's got my stuff. It's got my cat. It's got my husband. I like it here, man. Everything we need is right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Rick and I talk about how we, when we moved to Seattle, we were in a one, they called it a one bedroom loft. It was a, it was a studio loft. It really was. Um, not a door anywhere except for the bathroom door, which meant no privacy. And I, I keep thinking that like, if that had been where we were living during the pandemic, I'm not sure we'd be married still. Yeah. That we would like be each hard. other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice that the studio is separate from our house. So we do have, you know, that, um, nice separation. Yeah. We still even, you know, pandemic or working together, we still don't like see each other. A whole lot i mean like as much as we would like to um just because i mean i get up early i'm working downstairs and and um and then at night i'm usually just finishing up you know working on he does all of his building in the morning and then designing and ordering components at night so wow that's that's it's nice to have like it set like that instead of just being like a chicken with your head cut off kind of thing, Still which is how like I operate that, a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, hopefully we'll have, um, you know, that it won't be quite like that in maybe like a year's time, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully we'll, you know, hope, hoping to get more into being able to do demos, spending that extra time, um, I mean, we're always going to have to build, but, um, and hopefully we're always designing, but there's just been, um, a big, uh, you know, kind of, uh, learning curve trying to figure out, 
um, you know, how, how to, how to up production and, um, do it in a smart way. Yeah. Um, so just having, you know, doing a switch from like through hole components to SMD components and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's, that's a big change. Yeah. And having a, a few things assembled on the boards uh, when they come in, um, and, and just figuring all that out, um, has been. Especially with the modular stuff, because he's putting all of these tiny little. Yeah. The modular yeah. stuff has been real. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, now the, those boards will come in assembled. Um, and that's super helpful. And, you know, the, the modular stuff, it kind of had to be, you know, SMD because everybody wants smaller things and, and oh, yeah. it just gets really tiny. And, you know, people want that in pedals as well. You know, it's like, this is kind of, you know, the 125B has kind of become the, the standard size that you want to try to shoot for. And so now the pedals have, uh, you know, we have some new stuff in the works and that's also 125B and it's SMD. And so, yeah. 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 Whatever you can do to scale up production so that y'all both can make a living doing this. I mean, that's the dream. And make cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. More cool stuff all the time. And you are making cool stuff all the time. You for, for, you know, essentially a two person operation, you all release a lot uh, from, from my perspective. And it's all really, really cool. Um, I know you just put out, well, fairly recently, the ghost writer. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about that one a little bit? The Ghost Rider is just a really simple way to uh, 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 transform audio into MIDI, and um, there's uh, there's an audio portion, so you can it'll let your audio go through, um, you know, splits the signals, buffered, uh, and then and and then just a simple um, audio to MIDI interface. It transmits on channel one, so it's super simple. You just plug it into whatever synth you want to trigger and you're off and running there's no like it's like plug and play there's you don't have to restart it or reset anything yeah it's pretty cool i love that because i just got a synth uh from perfect circuit uh the jx08 and i really love the sounds in it i am very bad at keyboard stuff no me too oh man that's kind of why i mean i've always i'm like drawn to synthesizers and i think i'm a good like um synthesis but i'm not a good uh player at all and um so that's like one of the you know i would just i can't tell you how many times i've just like been recording and i just want to lay down a lead line and it's like ah if i could just do this on guitar it'd be so fast but i gotta you know do 10 takes of it on a keyboard yeah i mean it makes me think about it differently like i actually have to think about it but if i had known that I, it would open up like the worlds of synth to me a little bit more. Maybe I would have stuck with piano lessons a little bit longer. No shade to my piano teacher. She was not the problem. I was just wanted to play guitar. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's so many ways to get, um, you know, synth sounds into your, into your, you know, DAW these days. Um, and that's, you know, the Ghost Rider, I think, is a, a good way to do it if you're a guitar guitar player like sometimes you can um uh if you, if you use ableton uh you know record some audio and then translate you know you can just translate it into midi as well yeah um, which is not not really necessarily good for live use but you know it's uh, cool for recording 
That's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you would do that live. Uh, you'd have to have a show computer, right? Yeah. Um, would it be even more difficult than that? I really don't know. I don't use Ableton. Yeah. I mean, you would, you'd, yeah, there would be some latency probably. Um, so, I mean, you should probably keep, you know, with the piano lessons if you're watching this. <laughs> or get a ghostwriter. Or get a ghostwriter. <laughs> How's the response been to that? It, um, really, it's been really good. And I was kind of anticipating there being a lot of like user questions and user uh, um, kind of, I anticipated there being a lot of problems, basically. And we kind of came off of a nightmare. Uh, we released the ghost or the, um, excuse me, cutting room floor, floor <laughs> module, which we had to do a, um, a quick revision of um, as it was released. And so I think I, I just had that in my head. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, but the ghost rider has just been it's really smooth. And um, yeah, the only problem we've had with it so far is that the chip that it uses is um, been hard to find. Yeah. I keep hearing that. And I, I'm a little surprised that it still seems as bad as it has been Certain things it yeah. seems like it's even getting worse it's weird because um for the ghost rider when when i started working on this I mean, you could find these for like i mean like 50 cents or whatever i think yeah i mean uh, yeah i think we're up to like eight bucks or something now oh. per unit wow that's what a 1600 percent increase or something like that yeah and then like spin spin chips are still they're like you know three to four months out so they're they're available, but you need to uh, yeah get your order in, plan ahead, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Get your order in. Yeah, plan ahead. That's not bad advice, is it? Get your order in, plan ahead. Except for the you know the Ghost Rider ones, um, you just gotta just gotta shell out. <laughs> yeah, well, we have to shell out for the chips. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we pass it along to you. <laughs> Nah. We haven't yet, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was a joke. <laughs> I think about uh, some of the brands that have talked about that. Um, I think Fender pretty recently talked about like the chips in the Mustang Micro, which they had been selling for about a hundred dollars, have like are ten times more expensive than they used to be, and they are like, we're gonna have to pass that along eventually if it doesn't get better, and obviously they are having some issues over there. Yeah, well, um, when is that? Yeah, the 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 chips, the Chips Act, Biden's Chip Chips Act. Is that gonna? It's gonna fix it. Is that gonna fix it? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Hope so. That would that would be it would would be nice to to be able to get stuff in the states. You know, it's all their priority probably isn't chips for us. No, but <laughs> probably more like for computers and yeah. be honest, military stuff. Yeah, it's amazing though how many. Um, people have been able to, um, you know, not uh, raise prices um, when you, you, know, you see stuff in stores and, and uh, you, know, you go out to eat and stuff like that. It's like, wow, it's a lot more expensive. But some some, you know, somehow like uh, retail like goods have kind of seems seems like they've maintained a little bit. I don't know. I'm. I'm a little distracted. I'm we, about it too. <laughs> we have a puppy. And yeah. You can hear him in the house barking. <laughs> An absolute sweetheart of a puppy who also did try to steal the rug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So what's the pup's name? His name is Reckless Jackson. Um, yeah, and he's pretty reckless. <laughs> yeah. And Jackson sometimes is, uh, we shorten it to just jackass. But <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what I call my cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, she's a princess, not a jackass. Cats are so much, um, much easier than puppies. <laughs> sometimes they are, you know, sometimes, sometimes they're not. They don't. They don't always like to cuddle as much. Well, Carrie doesn't. Oh. She cuddles with me. But yeah, she's... I guess the puppy, he only cuddles at night in bed under the covers. But oh, he came right like up a... to me and it was like belly rubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carrie, Carrie the cat. Yeah, Carrie, Princess Carrie Fisher. That's my oh, cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is uh, a trip. I love her a lot. She's made the pandemic much better. We had her before, but... After the because I actually started working from home well before the pandemic. Uh, so having her there with me was awesome. <laughs> like made it a lot less lonely just having someone around who's like part of your routine yeah. with you, uh, waking up in the bed and then giving her breakfast. And then she'll hang out with me for a few hours in the morning in the office, in the window, watch the birds, maybe yell at another cat or something. And then uh, she'll go up and take a nap. <laughs> I'll just finish my day. <laughs> We've got three cats um, as well as the puppy. So it's kind of a zoo sometimes in our house. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like he's kind of settled in, yeah, in there right yeah, now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Good. I don't hear him anymore. He's probably eating the couch or something. Having <laughs> fruit juice, I figured out how to. We have a cat sleep. named Marina, and I don't know why, but he's decided a long time ago that. Her nickname is Fruit Juice. Everybody calls her Fruit Juice. Everybody calls her. Why Fruit Juice? <laughs> we got we got mad at her one time, and uh, and it was like a, you know, like calling her a name, and I called her Fruit Juice. It just slipped ah. out. And Very nice. Pretty cool. I think that's your new nickname. Nice. And it's perfect. She's she's kind of she's kind of sweet. She is the cat that when people say they don't like cats, that's Marina. She snuggles with me. Yeah, yeah. They always have one person that they <laughs> are obsessed with. Yeah, she's she's nice. She's just she doesn't like other cats. That's hard when you have two other cats and a dog. <laughs> she's like, oh my god. Dog. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. awesome. She likes to bat him around. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you, this is your house is also the first place I ever saw a catio. Can you explain what a catio is for the viewers at yeah, home? Yeah, so a catio is a patio for a cat. <laughs> <laughs> now it's and like a, it's a doggio too. Now, okay, yeah, our puppy fits through the cat door still, and I don't think he's going to get much bigger. No. So he goes out there now, but um, we basically put a hole through our house and put a cat door, and we built this structure for the cats to hang out outside yeah the, the most painful thing about the catio for me was so i built it once and uh coming off of the living room and then when we redid the living room uh we, we were like, gutted the living room completely because we had to put insulation in yeah i must have spent like a like a week building the catio and um it was cool it was anyway the i tried to save it but there was no like I, it wasn't built to like take off 
So so we had to move it down the house. Oh, so he's kind of a pro yeah. at building catios now. Yeah, so I built a whole new catio, but this... this it, wasn't, it wasn't a modular catio? No. The new one is... <laughs> nice. So when we do... The, Never again. The, yeah, when we do the, the, you know, the middle windows, uh, the bedroom, middle bedroom windows, whatever, um, I can just, you know, unbolt it and you know, put it back on later. I think it's paused. They have a catio tour. Um once a summer okay, we've like, never been a part of it but wait so they just like you go to houses that thing. have catios yeah. <laughs> okay um but you don't get to hang out in the catio no <laughs> i'm trying to think if i've ever heard of a weirder like garden kind of tour and i that's up there man that's up there i got nothing yeah <laughs> like a chicken coop tour that's kind of you know a classic oh, yeah yeah tour, but yeah catio. Isn't, it, isn't it primarily to give uh builders ideas for yes. um you know to do their own catio because there's no like you know kit or anything that you can buy actually but. i think there are now yeah. probably now but ever since i saw yours i really want one but i don't know if we're allowed to do it because even even though it's a townhouse and we all own our respective properties there are some rick what's it what's it called the the covenant oh that sounds uh, creepy no <laughs> it's basically like you can't paint your part like a weird color everything has to look relatively uniform and we all have different like fences so part of me is like i feel like i should be able to do this well, if, is, do you have a spot where you can build it low enough that nobody would actually see it yes i could we could kind of have it coming out from my office perhaps we have a tall fence yes yeah, see or privacy <laughs> so who is the 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 ruler of the, the covenants. <laughs> uh, well, we are the longest owners in our little building, which is saying something. Be, you know, influential and like creating some laws, you know. To... <laughs> you know, we actually just had some neighbors move in and they have two cats and a dog. The cats are uh, Getty after Getty Lee and Amelie after the movie. So they're cat people. And uh, the husband seems pretty handy. I bet he'd be down to do a catio situation. Yeah, yeah, you have to make it now. Everybody has to have a catio. Yes, it's required. <laughs> everybody has a catio. Rick, everybody has a catio. <laughs> it's only weird if you don't do it, he says. Yeah. What you could do, too, is um, you could combine. You could do like a like a gerbil run. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every, well, the, the problem with that is that you'd have uh, strange cats, cats in coming your in your house. <laughs> oh, my God. My cat would die. Yeah. They're Literally dying. Oh. You could put a little uh, barrier up between them so they could. Yeah. Now you're getting out. too complicated. They could, like, sniff at each other and yeah. stuff. But otherwise, Jim Malone's would be like, have you seen Getty? <laughs> Yeah, he's playing bass. <laughs> <laughs> he's hanging out. By the way, we're both uh, Dan Electro bass owners. When did you get yours? Um, I got mine from Naveed Elliott, I think last summer. Um, it's a longhorn. It's purple. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's a sparkly gold. Yeah, that's a late 90s. Um, and we, we did buy it. I bought it. Oh, you bought it. I actually. went to the Guitar Center myself and I nice. said, that's the bass for me. That's actually one of my favorite favorite bases. I like the electro bases. I think it's um I mean that one in particular, like uh something it's something about the it, the tuning is always like it's it's rock solid and it plays really well and and um and it's strange, light. And it's, oh, <laughs> they're so light. Balsa wood or something. 
but some composite and there's no there's no way to really adjust it you know yeah i noticed that in mine it was, yeah and um i've always been like when this thing uh uh you know gets weird or gets kind of warped or needs an adjustment it's going to be it's going to be screwed but it, it never is ha- it's never happened and we've had it for like over 20 years wow it's like vintage now yeah that's true what is what is vintage is it like the 90s now well they say an antique is technically 25 years old that's it 25 years old yeah like it for yeah wow. I, I mean i don't i mean i've heard that a few times like something that's 25 years old like in the in the game of like furniture and stuff like that is like but I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense because, you know, that, you know, the 90s, like, you know, culture and music has started to come back. And that's like, OK, well, that's 25 years old. I guess it's like anything where like a generation can pass. Um, huh. Yeah, it's, that seems to kind of make sense. But yeah, yeah, it seems like all of my guitars are vintage now because I, I started playing guitar like, I mean, or buying guitars you're vintage because i am vintage <laughs> like the um i was just talking to somebody about my j45 um a while back and they were like i you know, mentioned i had a j45 I was like, oh cool like an old one it's like well kind of i mean i bought it in 2006 and i'm old so it's an old guitar now but it's uh but it's not like a 60s or anything like that that um yeah telly that you can't see um in here but um that's like one of my favorite guitars of all time can i grab it yeah and i kind of bought it on like it was an impulse buy by accident and (laughs) um yeah and how do you accidentally buy a guitar it happens over and over (laughs) i was i was borrowing a friend's uh telly deluxe and uh, it was a like a '70s, and and I really really liked it. And I'd never been like much of a telly person at all. But um, so I saw this one. I was like, I'm gonna buy it because it's a telly, and um, and I really liked the neck and how it played. It was it had you know maple neck, which I would never you know played before. So it was kind of similar to the yeah. one I was borrowing. And um, so I loved it, and I I would play it all the time. And, um, but I, I wanted a, a Telly Deluxe, so I, I put the TV Jones Powertrons. Nice. Yeah. In them. Well, actually, Emerald City did and um, did all the, the routing and, and everything for it. And, um, and I absolutely love it. I think it's a great guitar. And this is a, so it's a 90, I think it's a 98. 98. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think I bought it new then. How did you accidentally buy it? Well,. I had gotten laid off from my job and uh that's the best time to buy a guitar yeah <laughs> when you're emotional we were, i was emotional it was a bunch of us that got laid off it was like a, a big like like our entire team and um and so we were like let's go get drinks and uh i see <laughs> yeah it was like 10 in the morning and we were like I mean, we didn't didn't have any place to go or anything to do. <laughs> and then I got, we we I mean, yeah, it was just like I was super, super buzzed and went down to Zobrist Music when that was still a thing, on on uh, First Avenue, down by the yeah. And um, I was like, I'm gonna buy this guitar. I like the way this plays. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've accidentally bought guitars too. Yeah. Uh, I called him from Carter Vintage in Nashville saying, is it, would you be mad if I, if I bought, if I bought the world's ugliest guitar right now? He's like, why? <laughs> but it was a GNL Telecaster that had a, a custom paint job and it was purple. And then there were clouds, but if you look closely, the clouds were trucker girls and they had lightning bolts shooting out of their butts. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> but it had a B bender. Wow. And you know, they're, they're, it's expensive to get a B bender in a guitar. And I knew it had been there for three years because I think Zach from Mythos Pedals told me it had. <laughs> and he's like, I oh, just, just, just like, it's been here for three years, guys. Come on, cut me a deal. So I got a little bit of a discount. And then I had, um, uh, beat, um, boot, um, gosh, I'm like bad at names. Beat, beat, BT Ferguson guitars oh. from BF Ferguson, BA Ferguson, BA Ferguson guitars. Okay. Yes. Boot from BA Ferguson guitars, refinished it in, uh, this gold. And Philippe uh, from Caroline, we got our guitars done at the same time, both GNLs, so we call them the Golden Girls. <laughs> but I love that guitar. So no more lightning bolts? <laughs> I just, I couldn't do it. Some people told me to keep it, and I don't think they had my best interests in mind. I think they just wanted it for the meme. You gotta, I mean, you're the one that's playing this thing. Yeah, I'm like, I just, I, it's, I can't, guys. And the best part was that the, the pick guard was autographed by Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> I still have the pick guard if anybody wants to buy it from me. It's not authenticated, but I did have uh, the owner of Carter Vintage write a, a letter of provenance for it, <laughs> which is the stupidest and funniest thing I own, I think. Um, as long as you have the pictures for it, you don't. Oh, yeah. I took a photo shoot from my friend's sunflower garden. Yeah, we we got we ripped the bong and just went out there. She actually has a great picture of her just like like in the process of ripping the bong. We're, we're just like in Western wear. We got Stetsons on French. We're like, we're like thunderstorm rolls in in 30 minutes. We got to do this now. This is maybe one of the best afternoons of my life. That's awesome. I think we pulled out the um, the jazz master here because of the, the name of the podcast is get offset yes it is i was gonna say podcast but it's not really a podcast it's a it's a video cast it's a youtube cast yeah we are on all the podcast platforms still audio version of it yeah and we get a surprising number of downloads we, we do get more downloads to the audio still than consistently on the youtube like the youtube it can we can get like couple thousand views on a podcast episode or we can get like a couple hundred <laughs> it just really depends on this one will be a couple how hundred generous is the algorithm that week more than anything yeah. oh yeah you think for even for a podcast time huh? oh yeah yeah it's just like is it hitting people at the right time is the early engagement really good like could people make the premiere and kind of stuff like that i don't know part of me has kind of just stopped trying to crack it and now i just want to make stuff that i want to make and sometimes it does really well and sometimes it does like okay but well you'll probably have like you know when you zoom out you'll see that the the numbers go up and up you know oh know, yeah they might like you know from week to week go kind of up and down and, uh, oh yeah we definitely have more views and listens week week by week i i have a spreadsheet yeah <laughs> you you have a, a database yeah every week i'm like okay how many downloads did we get this week up this percent 
how many subscribers did I get this week up this percent kind of stuff like that is I am a marketer yeah <laughs> at heart yeah um so I mean yeah and I think that those things change as depending on what's going on like current event wise and and stuff like you, seasonality you seasonal you have the elections coming up you know like I, I wonder if that will have a impact on like audio podcasts like like positively or negative negatively i mean people can just be sick of hearing certain things and be like, oh, yeah listen to you know get offset you know when the pandemic started my dad said don't talk about the pandemic all the time people don't want to hear about it i'm like yeah i mean but it's all people want to talk about at the same time <laughs> so, so you're like everybody wants to talk about this but nobody wants to hear about it but then why do they want to talk about it but like right now it's summer. The weather's nice. People aren't sitting inside watching like YouTube videos constantly. Yeah. And that happens consistently every year. I, I try not to, to sweat it. I am friends with a lot of other YouTubers and we all do have like that initial like, oh, my views are really bad right now. I'm like, well, it's because people are out. They're touching grass like <laughs> they're, doing, they're doing the thing, you know, uh, they're they're living in the world. And um, and then when the weather gets cold again. Uh, they'll come back inside and into our loving studio spaces, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah. Speaking of uh, the pandemic, um, how do you feel after going to COVID con over the weekend? Velocity. I mean, that was not the biggest event I went to. I went to Nam. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I did not get COVID. Wow. I managed to not get COVID. I think that like, wasn't uh, wasn't Velocity a little more packed together though than it was too crowded. I thought I thought it felt a little bit like oversold, not like fire marshal unsafe or anything like that, but like wow, there's a lot of people. Like in the I went to see Tim, uh, Tim's um, panel with Lisa Belladonna and um, a few other folk. It was hot in there. It was hot. I think I got the last seat that wasn't in the front row. There was like a one couple on one side of an aisle and one couple on the other side of the aisle and like nobody in the middle because for some reason they, they're five. <laughs> they're, they put them in fives. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's how the space allowed it. But wow. So I just sat down and was happy to have a seat. Honestly, I had my I had like a little cup of ice water. I'm just like trying to chomp it without making too much noise. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this weekend was a, a modular synth. Mostly modular stuff, right? Yeah, mostly modular. It's yeah. uh, it's like it's kind of a they labeled as a synth thing, but it's uh, put together by Modular Seattle. So you get like a lot of um, the modular people for sure. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of stuff that I looked at and was like, I don't understand. Uh, I I don't know much about modular, but I'm like excited to like learn. I'm just trying to find the time to learn more about it. Like Electron was there, and I've messed with some of their little sequencers and stuff. Wait, were they there? Seriously, I, I they didn't had even... stuff there. Wow! It was like on the other corner by the DJ booth. I was so like uh, I remember looking at the list, and I I just kind of forgot who was all there, and um, I didn't really get to walk around and see anything. So yeah, yeah I was like surprised that there was like I mean yeah, hearing certain people were there. Um, yeah, that that would have been cool. I would have loved to. I, you know, I wish I could walk, walk, walk around more at, at stuff like that. That's one of the, like Nam. I really love to check things out. I'm, I love tough, walking yeah. around and, uh, I didn't go to yeah, Nam this year. Now. It was, um, and it was weird too, because it was, uh, 
I thought for sure when I heard Nam was doing its thing that the tickets would be like, it would be real cheap to get in and it would be real scaled back, but it was more expensive than ever. Yeah. So were the booths. And yeah, yeah. booths were crazy. It was, it was, I was surprised actually. And yeah, but it was, it was, I know there were fewer people overall, but when you think about like how they scaled down the physical space of it, it still felt 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 hopping. Like there were people not quite shoulder to shoulder, but it was crowded. Uh, my husband and I wore masks the whole time as at our co-host uh, at the time, Andrew Renard. Um, but he ended up getting COVID and we were sharing a hotel room with him. We drove him home the next day he tested positive and we ne- we didn't test positive from that. I got COVID from Gearfest, Sweetwater's Gearfest. Uh, and I gave it to my husband. So cool. Steve from Six to Cycle Hum. Uh, we were riding in like shuttle buses together to and from the hotel. And uh, he messaged me the day after. It was like, I have COVID. Or I think it was the day I did. I think it was the day I got back. I think he took a test when he got home. Like, oh my God. Wow. Bad timing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got it from like a, a, i felt like i had it when i was at velocity yeah, yeah that, well, the next like your body the was all, i still feel like because i was i was just literally like yelling all day and yeah, I, yeah. we mm. promised we were like we're definitely wearing masks because there's gonna be so many people but then as soon as we got there and nobody really had masks on no. and it was so hard to communicate already because it was so loud yeah so. it was it was pretty loud but I should have just, you know, I get real stressed out at those things, like thinking I got to explain things to people and stuff. And, you know, really, you know, I think about myself when I when I go to uh, events like NAM, and um, I don't understand anything that anybody's telling me. No, and none of it registers long term. I'm just like, show me the thing. Let me play with it. And maybe I'll take some stuff about it or whatever. But like, it, you know, it's so loud in there and I have and it's not only that, I just like, I'm, you know, just over overwhelmed with um, just stuff going through my brain. I can't um, believe the people who film so much content at NAM. Like I I tried at Summer NAM twice to film. It sucked. It wasn't fun. It was loud. I felt like I was in the way really awkward and I just didn't get any joy out of it. So I just stopped trying. <laughs> how did how would you do that like would you bring in like a roll and go mixer or something and like try to get like some mixable kind of yeah i so i had a um like a task cam or zoom handy cam kind of thing uh with mic inputs i have a lav mic um pick up my audio and then i would everybody's hooked up to like cab sems so you can put that straight into a separate channel on the the mixer um but the answer is it doesn't it doesn't really work for it doesn't work at all for pedals um, just because you don't have an extra angle. Uh, having two camera angles is pretty essential for a pedal demo. It works OK with guitars. I did film some silver tone guitars and it, it, it was fine. I wasn't super happy with the video. Like I'm also sweaty. <laughs> I, I have so much less control over being able to monitor myself um, like I can. Do, I can go slower when I'm at home in my own space when I film. Uh, that just takes the stress off because I have bad anxiety. Uh, yeah, I just I don't think it's fun. I'll go and I'll make connections and hopefully fruitful things and like hang out with people. But yeah, capturing content at Nam, not not 
on does not uh what's the marie kondo's just bring joy or oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's sparks, a, sparks joy sparks joy it does not spark joy um well for what it's worth i mean i mean maybe it's just you don't need to do it like you, there's um there's very little content that i see filmed at uh things like that that are, that are um I, I i think that are really good um like I, I, whenever you see something when you're like googling um youtubing um uh like a new a new product and you you're just like oh it's a nam video i'm not gonna watch that because you know it's gonna be yeah it's gonna kind of suck but the 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 only it's gonna be a first impression too so somebody's not gonna really know everything real, about it yeah yeah so the only time i watch something like that is when you're when you want to get like a first glimpse of something like a brand new thing that there isn't a demo of or something yeah and that's where you can do well with those kinds of videos i know ryan from 60 cycle hum has done well with you know hey this isn't going to be out for several months demo artists aren't going to have this for several months but here it is you can try it out and i know he's done well with that um but yeah that's the only time and i just i don't know if anyone released anything at nan this year that seemed super exciting I mean, Dreadbox released some uh, pedals, but uh, and they were really cool. I like their stuff. Yeah. Um, I did a bananas thing and bought one of their DIY kits. What? It's for yeah, it's for um, a sequencer. I think I don't know actually. I'm just like, hey, that sounds like you know what? I need more projects. Yeah, that's what I need too. Is more projects. <laughs> How many guitars do we have in here? And he's building a guitar. I'm, nice. I'm speaking of offset, offset podcasts. This is something you might be your 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 viewers might be interested in. Your listeners, if I'm building my own, um, we can talk about that. I don't yeah. know what I can. Um, uh, yeah, it's just a, a kind of a jazz mastery thing, uh, but with P90s. Nice. Yeah, and um, uh, rosewood fingerboard and mastery bridge and tailpiece and um, I'm kind of. Uh, yeah, I tried cutting my own pick guard for it. That's hard. It's really yeah. hard to cut a pickguard. And pick I guard. really tried. I really tried hard and watched a bunch of videos and got all the correct tools and stuff. And um, you know, maybe if I if I did like ten of them or something, I could get it down and do it. And it and it worked. I I did it, but I you know I've put so much time and effort into researching this so far, and I just don't. It's just, I'm, I know that's, I'm, I'm going to be bummed if I use that thing. So, yeah, it's just not, it, it's like the whole thing where your taste is better than your skills. Like your skills haven't quite caught up yet. I get that. And I, and, and, and I started putting so much time into it that I was like, I have to make this work now because I've like, I've spent a little time, like, okay, I cut it and I can need some touching up. So I would like try like sanding it and working out the, and it, it's cool. It turned out really really good like if i was putting together like if i was trying to refinish like an old harmony or something like that that i bought from goodwill or something like that i would totally use this pick guard for but i've just this has got to be I, I imagine this being my my dream guitar even though i have my dream guitars why do i need a dream guitar if i have my dream guitar you can have multiple dream guitars you can have multiple dreams and things after which you're i don't know you I already have a jazz master that I love. Yeah, me too. And I have a jazz master that I love. That's pretty cool. I got the Elvis Costello jazz master. It was my white whale. <laughs> so after that, I'm like, I think I'm, I really hope I don't buy another jazz master. 
soon. Um, and then, of course, I have a really great Telecaster, the GNL. And now I'm, I'm having this builder in Vancouver build me uh, Nicola Lozniak. I'm like, I want you to build me a Telecaster now. Is that, who, is that the person you just got a guitar from recently? No, that's uh, Meredith Coloma. I got the Freya from Meredith. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, their workshops are actually in the same building. <laughs> it's oh, kind wow. of funny, yeah. So, yeah, there's, there are a lot of really stellar uh, women luthiers up in Canada, and specifically Vancouver, which is kind of, all right, <laughs> it's a hot spot. The hot spot. There used to be a, a, a woman here that was awesome. She was more acoustic, and did uh, Cat Fox, but she moved recently. Oh. Oh. Which sucks, because she was awesome. I know there's a, a luthier up in Shoreline, right across from this public house. Rick, what's the name of that place we went with Nolan? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. How are we on time, Rick? 41 minutes? Okay. 41 minutes to go. <laughs> no, we've been talking for 41 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's talk about some of the pedals. Okay. Gallows in the morning. You designed that. That's my first and only so far. So far. Design, yes. Um, that was a pandemic project um, in order to help calm my anxiety Greg sat me down in front of a computer and he's like design a pedal like I don't know how and he's like you're gonna learn (laughs) you're gonna learn (laughs) and I am gonna work with Greg to do we're gonna do something probably 2023 together but this is like everything that I want in a pedal so I don't know what I'm gonna contribute to the next one well we'll figure it out there's gonna be the, the cool thing about so we have a new um, uh, a new basis uh, for um, uh, for programming some of these things. So we'll be able to. Uh, it has yeah. You can do more. Yeah. It was kind of limited on. Yeah, there'll be a little bit more headroom, um, and we can add some more functionality, and then maybe you can do something like I mean I mean we do whatever whatever you want, but. Well, this is my dream pedal anyway, so I'm sure. I mean, I'll... yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it could be like a Gallows uh, uh, DB2, yeah, or something like that. That would have more, uh, have controls over certain parameters or something like that. Yeah. But... You know, I think it was when I demoed that, I demoed a bunch of your pedals. I called it Recovery Week, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. That's the one, the Gallows is still the pedal, the demo that gets the most positive feedback, oh, wow. like consistently. Like I still get comments on that video about how great it sounds. And oh, yeah. so like, congratulations. Thank like, you. Thank you. It always makes me happy whenever somebody um, leaves a comment on an older video, it especially makes me happy when it's frankly you, like, <laughs> like people I know and are friends with. Sometimes it's like, I, I didn't have much of a connection to that pedal. Like I bought it with my own money and I turned it around pretty quickly, but like, yeah, yeah it makes me feel good when well, this, I, I mean, the story behind it and the way it turned out is just every, it means a lot to me. <laughs> and it's also, I think a reminder that you, um, you, you I think, I think that uh, being an outsider and coming in uh, really can bring some uh, unique, ideas to the table like I, i'm I always know what i was doing <laughs> yeah i can create really exciting things you know i think one of the one of the coolest things about this pedal is that you can you is the um the where the reverb sits so um the reverb's independent of the overdrive and so it's uh it's it's you're getting clean reverb with a distorted sound um and you can also do 100 percent 
um, wet. So I love that. I mean, a lot of people are doing uh, using stop boxes in for mixing these days because everybody is like, you know, recording their records at home and they want to get you know put you know their own unique spin on it that they can't do with a plug-in so everybody's like reamping um tracks with pedals and um so the cool thing about this is that you can get a hundred percent um reverb and uh, you know put it on an aux track and you don't get that phasing that you would get like normally with like running a reverb like you know if it's still it's a hundred percent and you're still kind of like getting some phase problems with the, the original track yeah so it's cool because of that and it just it just sounds good like the the, the distortion on it sounds great and um yeah awesome great job yeah <laughs> and around the same time as when i learned how to solder so part of being locked down i bought a soldering iron i was like i'm gonna make myself indispensable around here <laughs> I love soldering. I could legit Me solder too. for hours. I, I do. Yeah. So it's cathartic. It's just like you're very focused on the task. Yes. Like when I'm doing marketing or even when I'm writing, my brain can jump around a lot. Mm. Soldering, you you got to pay attention. Or you're going to. Yeah. Not, you're going to mess something up. But once you get the hang of it, like everyone should learn how to solder. Yeah. Definitely. I do believe that. It's just such an easy and good skill to have it's relaxing it is (laughs) unless you're thinking about the lead yeah well uh, yeah i try not to i wear a mask you got me a bunch of uh n95s way before the pandemic so when it hit we were like (laughs) yeah so we had those um and then i have a little fan yeah we have fans too yeah the heiko uh industrial ones are really good they just they suck really well and uh and use the lead-free solder and um but i like the the way the leaded solder it just it's easier it's lower temperatures right used it. yeah um i don't really sell it there's you can you can, you can still you can find it i'm sure yeah surprisingly <laughs> i don't think they were selling it at ada's where i for some reason buy my solder at a bookstore <laughs> I'll send you a link to um, a good brand that's uh, it's a it's it's lead free and I swear it just it, it works just like the really? leaded stuff. It's really nice. Okay, um, yeah, I rely on the flux a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. And it, it still has like the yeah it bubbles with the flux and does all the the, the stuff. Oh, nice. That uh, the leaded stuff does, but um, yeah, occasionally I have some in a, an emergency, you know, bin and, um, uh, yeah, I'll pull that out sometimes. And if, if it's an emergency and, uh, it's like, yeah, it's, it's really not that much different. It's, it's pretty crazy. Cause I remember like, especially when I first started getting into this, when I was trying to do lead free stuff, man, it was, that stuff was terrible. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably what came in the kit where I learned how to solder. It was the, the awful solder. <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, so I was just, it made it harder. And I feel like I fried some chips because there was too much heat for too long. It's kind of like vegan cheese. Um, <laughs> where it was like, like 10 years ago, you had to like this crappy, like almond cheese stuff. And it was like, and, and, uh, and parents had soy cheese, which sucked for me because I was allergic to soy and they didn't know it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. And they would give it to you and they would make you know, like a, make you a cheeseburger or something. Yeah. And then they get mad at me when I said, you know, this makes my 
stomach feel bad. They were just like, you're just being picky. It tastes just like real cheese. I'm like, I'm not complaining about the taste. Complaining about the barfing later. <laughs> oh, no. So you're allergic to soy? Yeah. So that makes it, um, that'd be impossible to do like any sort of like. So I made us a big snack tray, but she yeah. can't eat it. Uh-oh. Well, maybe... there, there's no soy in the Mayokos. Mayokos? I don't think so. We'll see. We'll have to look at the ingredients. <laughs> we'll see. We'll feed it to you and see what oh, happens. Hey. <laughs> it's funny. Like my family, we still have get togethers every once in a while. Um, we were in Cincinnati with my family. We were having dinner and there was a salad and I took a couple of bites. I'm like, it doesn't feel good. I go and I look and there's like soy sauce <laughs> in the dressing. I'm like, y'all, <laughs> I should have looked. I should have looked. I should have looked. You don't expect. You don't expect soy sauce and salad dressing. And that that would be a tough thing to be, yeah. Soy and cherries. Cherries? Honestly, the cherries sucks more. Because I actually like cherries. Yeah, cherries are great. Sorry to bum you out. <laughs> uh, let's talk about dirty murals. I'm just going to talk about all the petals you have up here. Because <laughs> you staged them. I pulled that one out just because Greg loves that petal so much. He has two. Oh, nice. So that, I mean. Probably one of our least yeah we don't really popular, yeah i think but can you remind people what it does yes it is a delay reverb and um the cool thing about it i think is that um there's independent controls for uh between the reverb and the delay uh, um and there's two different room settings like big and small and it's just a great sounding uh reverb and delay and a small footprint um, nice. And one of the things I, th I think that is pretty unique about it um, and that I like about it, uh, especially for doing more kind of electronic stuff, is the regen doesn't go into feedback mode. It, go, it uh, will repeat at like 100%. So it'll do this like, um, so almost like it's a, like a looper. Oh, okay. So it doesn't get the uh, the oscillating like out, of, which I like too. I like, I, I love that. But um that's how this one differs a little bit is that it, it will kind of like get this like re repeating thing that won't like go crazy out of control. Um, Some of our other pedals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, nice I, to have balance. I think one of the reasons this doesn't sell very well is probably my own, my own fault for, so we used to have a dirty murals, a bigger version of it. And it was a totally different, it was a totally different animal. I, I think I should have probably, named it something else i think there was some confusion oh, okay um, but that was called the dirty murals as well and um a, a lot of people liked that uh, delay a lot it was uh it had more of a i mean this has a, a an analog delay feel too but uh, a lot of people really like that delay um i think i kind of i messed up on this but um oh. <laughs> no i love it though i think yeah. it's a, i think it's a great pedal and um the Endless Summer is um, a real spring reverb. It, it, it's in a, a big enclosure. Um, so if you have a 125B, so you can see that it's, pro, it's, it's about double the size. And it's a reverb and boost. And so around 4 o'clock, you have unity gain. That's where you have like 100%, like your signal and and great sounding reverb spring you can knock on it and get your 
well, not now, but like when it's plugged <laughs> in. And, um, and then when you, when you go above that, it starts to go into overdrive mode. So you get oh, that's cool. really cool, unique. Um, oh, yeah. I once dropped it off the deck and I... It, <laughs> did you see my video of the time, one time I got a spring reverb pedal delivered? And FedEx just oh, did yeah, it over yeah, my yeah. fence. <laughs> and I just couldn't stop laughing, thinking about the sound it must have made when it landed. I remember that. <laughs> also, I called FedEx about that one. <laughs> I, sent the guy, I sent the guy the video I was on the phone with. I'm like, you got an email address? Let me see. And he just, like, oh. He's like, he's like, oh my God. <laughs> Did you like an hour to get somebody on the phone? You know, I don't remember how long it took, but I had the time. <laughs> That's like, I... I had the time that day. I, I was like, I just want, I just want somebody to know that this happened. <laughs> We've had that happen with FedEx too, just throwing boxes over our fence. Yeah, they're not good in this neighborhood. We're we we're neighbors. Yeah, we're neighbors as well. <laughs> now that we have this out, we should just talk about it yeah. because this will be like. I was gonna ask. So this so this is the Mystic, and this is um our um thing that's coming out in fall, and it's a it's a desktop kind of pocket synthesizer um it's a very mystical synthesizer and uh there's it's an fm based synthesizer with two carrier frequencies two modul modulators and a rate for them and a little uh delay section um for those that like the original dirty murals that is what this is there you go pretty much um, and uh, it's not on this version here, but the upcoming version, um, we're still kind of uh, tweaking, a, tw tw uh, tweaking some prototypes, but there's going to be an external in on it. So you can just plug in your guitar, synthesizer, or whatever, and use the, uh, the delay uh, effects portion. And um, the super cool thing about this is that there is a CV controls for uh, every parameter um, of the synth engine. So um, you can use it with Euro Rack, or you could even um, plug in plug a um, expression pedal into it to change some values. Um, I originally kind of thought that um, so the uh, the Korg um, excuse me the Korg Op Six. I was I loved that synth, just messing around with it and and dialing up a preset and. Uh, mess around with the operators and, and stuff, but there, nothing is CV controllable on it. And so I thought it would be cool to, to do something like that. So that's kind of like the uh, inspiration. Yeah, I saw that at um, Velocity, I remember. Um, you said it was based on, because I know you guys do the rare bird sales sometimes on Etsy's. Are they still on Etsy? Um, we do it on our website now. Nice, even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got the instrument one. Yeah, that was, that was the original fun. prototype that sparked this idea. Nice. Just kind of like wondering if I could do it, if it was something that um, was doable. And um, yeah, so that was like the, uh, the, original, the original inspiration. Yeah, I think I used that in um, a YouTube live video once. It was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that kind of thing. Um, I just don't know how to use it yet. Uh, I'm going to figure it out. I promise. I think this is a good, it'll be a good transitional piece for people who are wanting to get into modular. Maybe. I think so too. I think the, 
you know, it, I think it just sounds so cool on its own. And then it's so easy to inject like some modulation and into it from, you know, f from your Euro rack or for, from anything. I mean, you could have like a little, one of those Korg step sequencers or whatever. If it's, if it's shooting out CV, plug it into there and see what it does to one of the parameters. And it's just, it's a cool way to experiment and get some like cool droney sounds and, um, and, um, and sometimes even some musical stuff. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. I, I, so did either of you watch all of Tim's panel at Velocity as Tim held from the Podular Modcast? I was super bummed. I couldn't because I was yeah. hanging out at our booth, but yeah. yeah, it was very hot. Yeah. I was, I stood in the doorway for a while. Um, so I could get air and the door kept hitting me and finally I got tired of getting hit by the door and I left, but the, it was uh, really it was recorded though. So it's somewhere. Oh, oh, yeah. Come out. yeah. Yeah. So look for that when that comes out. Uh, that was really enlightening to me as someone who knows very little about modular and like performing with it. I guess it's weird to say, I didn't realize that most of the performances are just completely improvised. I had no idea. That's really neat. Yeah. It's kind of tough to do planned out, stuff i mean you can you want you i mean you when you have something coming up like a like a i'll, I'll do those modular night uh modular nights shows and um really try to prepare for it but there's only really so much you can there's so many variables yeah yeah um, just the fact just the that of it stresses me out that some of the stuff <laughs> needs to be unplugged and it's things get tweaked as you move from one place to another you know that is part of it but it's um yeah, I, I have a friend that's getting into modular right now. Uh, I think you know uh, Daniel Harmon, Daniel DGH. Um, Gosh, so, that name sounds really familiar. So we've been working on like he's been putting his his system together and stuff, and and he's just like uh, he's super interesting. But he's just like, man, I want it to be musical. I was like, well, <laughs> it's 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 so uh, relaxing to mess with and and. Uh, it takes a long time for it to get to that that point and then some you know somewhere you're you're you know you some... really find all those chords relaxing like plugging unplugging well i think the way Match you have cable. to approach it with uh modular is uh i think if you have an end thing in sight that you're trying to achieve then it gets frustrating okay. like you have to really let the modular do its thing and and just exp you just explore i think it's the journey yeah <laughs> not the destination yeah that kind of thing that makes sense yeah i can imagine getting really frustrated trying to do a specific thing like you do that with guitar pedals a lot you do that with recording a lot yeah. like this is the sound in my brain this is what i want to achieve and there i can imagine there being something cathartic about just kind of letting something else take hold and just kind of being along for the ride almost yeah, and uh, you know, you 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 buy modules, you fill up your uh, case with things that you you think are going to be um, pleasing to you. You know, like uh, certain like if you're really into gritty, noisy stuff, then maybe you get like a, a wavetable oscillator, like some of the like a like a piston Honda or something. If you're into real real pretty kind of like maybe you get like a rings or something, and you just you put these these elements together and you kind of play with them and and then uh, based on the things that you kind of know what they sound like, you start getting, getting some results that you're, you know, at some point things start to sound more musical and you're just like, Oh yeah, that's, 
it's not only fun, but this is sounding really cool too, you know? Nice. And your units can help people do that. What all, what all do you have over there? I don't even think we have them, have all of them in there, but the ones that we have in there are the cutting room floor and that's our best seller for sure. And that is kind of, um, well, it's, it's like the pedal. It's the, yeah, the cutting room floor pedal is, is, is a delay that kind of emulates um, the functionality of uh, tape echo, not necessarily like just like a, like a, like a tape echo, like a, like a space echo, but like the functionality of like a real, real to real echo. Oh, nice. And um, there's the dirty murals. There, there's the dirty murals in there. And that is pretty much what, what, the exception of the input and output uh, adjusted for Eurorack levels, it's pretty much a straight up copy of the pedal. The bad comrade is here. Yeah. With a big red button. Big red button. The little red button. On it. <laughs> little red button this time. And uh, some of this, there's the Motormatic, which actually isn't a pedal. It's a really cool, we had it as a pedal for a while. It's really a cool ring modulator. Um, Jupiter Spirits. Jupiter Spirits is a four voice oscillator to get all of your, your oscillating, get, get all of your sounds from that, your sound source. And this is my favorite. It's just a blank panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense to I me. I love the aesthetic. You got a little, is this like a sun and moon thing on the back of? Yeah. Yeah. We're into that mystical stuff for our fall look. <laughs> I love it. I love the phases of the moon. What's your favorite phase of the moon? Um, I like, well, I don't know what it's called. It's tiniest sliver. Present? Yeah, that's mine too. Uh, I like a gibbous. <laughs> that's when it's more than half full. Okay. So like, okay. <laughs> Early when Rick and I were dating, we talked about our favorite moon phases a lot. Okay. Well, I used to call him Mr. Moon. That was his nickname because he's kind of got a moon shape. <laughs> That's better than Mac tonight. Do <laughs> you remember uh, the McDonald's uh, commercial from years ago? Uh, they used to had uh, Mac tonight. No. The uh, spokesperson. Like Mac the Knife? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he would sing the Mac the Knife song. <laughs> okay. When it was Mac tonight. You know, make it Mac tonight. I don't remember that. There were a lot of McDonald's commercials, so I just do not remember. It's <laughs> good because I used to get that a lot. Uh, Mac. Mac tonight, uh, um, Freddy Krueger. They had a Freddy Krueger one. No, not, well, that's that's what I would get. Freddy Krueger. People would say that. He oh no! <laughs> Just because you look a little like Robert England, there's something wrong with that. Uh, he's a good actor. He's in, he's maybe in this, you don't uh, need to point all these things out. Yeah. <laughs> no comments, please. Just Mr. Moon. <laughs> he's a great actor. He's in the season of Stranger Things. Robert England. What? Oh yeah. Which uh. Which one? I didn't know that. They're just the most recent one. He's uh, in, I think, physically in one, maybe two episodes, but his character is like an important person in it all, once it all kind of comes together. Okay. Yeah. We've seen, we've seen the the last season, I can't think of. Oh, okay. Then I didn't know if you'd seen it. He's the um, the father of the the family that got, like, he, uh, the familicide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was uh, the guy who got committed for killing his whole family. I see that now. He's got a big be the beard. Yeah. And we're like, I'm like, those eyes are really familiar. <laughs> I watched so much Night Around Elm Street. 
that was my thing. <laughs> that was my scary of choice. Yeah, I remember we used to we used to be like yeah horror movies were our, our kind of our thing in high school, junior high. And um such a bad idea. It's just like <laughs> just scaring yourself. And it's to... always teenagers out in the woods and yeah, yeah. you're a like, teenager out in the woods. It's a controlled scary because like yes it's scary, but you know, you're also safe. So it's like a, it's like riding a roller coaster, which I also did a lot of because I grew up near a theme park. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we would go out to like, you know, camp and and we'd be like, you know, we're like, what do you hear about this and this? And this? <laughs> oh, yeah. What we should be scared about is, you know, like drinking beer and going out in the river. Yeah, that is a lot more dangerous. Falling down a ravine, perhaps? Breaking both your legs? Bears? Yeah. <laughs> bears, bears, Nebraska. I don't think. Oh, Nebraska. Trying to think if I know, like, oh, Omaha. That's a place in Nebraska, right? We had the Bunny Man, though, in Nebraska. I need to know more about the Bunny Man right now. He was, uh, he just lived at Hormel Park. Hormel Park, too. That's a place that you would go out and you'd camp out there and you'd, um, yeah, but he was. Was it a fictional character? Dude, he lived out there. Bunny Man. I'm sorry. It was Bunny Man like an, like, were there pictures? Part man, part bunny, or is it just like a weird guy nicknamed <laughs> Bunny Man? Well, if if uh, if you if you know about Bigfoot, you know you would you could understand Bunny Man. <laughs> so is it is that is essentially just a big bunny man? Yeah, and he runs like sixty miles an hour. Sixty? <laughs> he runs? Yeah. He doesn't hop? Well, I think he runs. Yeah. <laughs> I just, he's a myth, you know, but I, true. I, he can hear you. <laughs> We had the Loveland Lizard. The Loveland Lizard. Yeah, that was uh, outskirts outside Cincinnati. It's a place called Loveland. And I guess in like the 70s, there was like the Loveland Lizard. And but I, it didn't really take hold. One thing my friends and I did do is there was this weird, I guess, art project. People put art projects in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, right? It was just a field of telephone poles. Like standing up. It was really weird. And my friends and I went out there once and we got so spooked. We ran back to the car. It was like, like not even dark. It wasn't even that dark. It was like starting to, the sun was starting to go down. And we're like, ooh, <laughs> big Blair witch vibes. I don't think we had anything like that in Rhode Island. Pirates. That was a- the Rhode Island pirates. Um, so what, what's next for recovery effects? What should people be looking forward to? Well, uh, we have the mystic that's coming out in fall and, um, and I've been working on, um, the basis for, uh, a new, uh, a new, we, we want to do two new pedals in 2023. Um, and I would also love to do, um, a revision of the cutting room floor, get it, get it down to the size, um, and sound destruction device and uh, further kind of dial in our, um, you know, our existing products. And I would love to do uh, a, a bunch of new demos. Like we really don't have a whole lot of time to, to do demos. Um, and it's just something that I, 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 especially when I go and I look at our YouTube, I'm just like, wow, man, some of this stuff is really old. And um, so, yeah, hopefully we can, we can do that. I would love to get some more people in doing some some demos i would love to utilize our space to um you know as people maybe you know come through or if they're touring um oh, that's a great idea you know get i'm we uh there was um our friend Stu brooks um was 
on tour um and that kind of gave me the idea that that was a while back and and he came through recorded some cutting room floor stuff and and that was really fun i would love to do more stuff like that yeah i know uh john spinney from monster watch used a lot of your pedals i've i would love to have him come in and like he would be the perfect person to like uh do a demo of the sound destruction device you know yeah he would (laughs) yeah I love that. Um, yeah, well, everyone should uh, check out the Recovery Effects website. Link in video description. Buy some stuff. I bought a T-shirt last weekend. I wore it on Monday. I, love I, it. I was hoping you'd wear it today. I could, you know. Um, but I we were all going to show up in the T-shirt. I was going to wear mine. <laughs> I was like, I better not wear it because if, if Emily wears hers. But... No, I was going for the dad on vacation look. Oh, I'm the dad on vacation. Look at this. <laughs> a cat dad on vacation. <laughs> nice. Anything else, Sarah? Oh, um, check out our Instagram. We're pretty active there. Um, we started a TikTok account. We have like nice. 30 friends. So join us. It's lonely over uh, there. <laughs> get my phone. TikTok. I, TikTok's another one where I've stopped trying to figure uh, out what's going on. Yeah, well. I'm not a fan. Yeah. So I like wasting time on it, but. It's like, I don't even like hanging out there. <laughs> you gotta spend more time there. My, my feed's all cats. It's all cats. Oh. It's all like rescued cats. Like that's, I've, it's guitars and it's people rescuing cats that they find on the side of the road. There is a squirrel so, guy that I follow that I like. A squirrel guy? Yeah. He's cool. He's funny. There's this guy who rescues cats out of trees that I follow. Okay. And that's really sweet. He's like this tattooed bearded guy in Ohio and he just... I guess, I don't know if he trims trees professionally. He just climbs them. He'll just go out of the branch. Like, here, kitty, kitty. (laughs) You want a treat? Oh, yeah, you're a good cat. (laughs) There's like, cats in the bag. He'll pick up the cat and put it in a sack. He's like, cats in the bag. (laughs) I love that guy. Well, if you follow our Instagram, there's often squirrels, cats, a puppy. So we like to incorporate our home and our zoo. And the aesthetic is A+. A+. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, uh, to everyone out there, once again, check out Recovery Effects. Thank you again so much for having uh, having us here, uh, taking over your studio, your beautiful space. Um, and to everybody out there, thanks for watching slash listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. I'm Greg. I'm Zara. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Ready? One, two, three, four.